Thank you so much for tuning in to the Reclamation Church podcast. My name is John Bernal. I serve as the youth director here at Reclamation Church, and I am so excited that you've decided to tune in with us today. It is Thursday, March 26, 2020, and I'm going to be joined by Pastor Tom Wilson, who is our senior pastor here at Reclamation Church in Plano, Texas, and we're going to be discussing on what to do when fear towers over you. I'm so excited about this discussion we're about to have. And if this is your first time hearing about the Reclamation Church podcast, we're excited you're here. Let's get right into it. Well, hello, Tom. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, John. It's good to be here, too. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're so excited that you're here with us today. Uh, for those of our listeners that have never gotten a chance to meet you, have never come to Reclamation Church, can you tell us just a little bit about um, you, Tom, and some fun facts about yourself? Man, I'd be glad to. Uh, you know, I guess it's important to note that I, I didn't grow up in a church home, uh, and I sure never thought I would be uh, in ministry today. Um, if you were to ask me, you know, maybe 25, 30 years ago, I really wanted to make money. That was my goal in life, was to be a successful business person. Um, and then somewhere along high school, God got a hold of me, um, introduced me to his son, Jesus Christ, and uh, found community through his church. And I come from a very dysfunctional family. So when I really found a community that accepted me and loved me, um, and I was just all in, and I was just sold out for what Jesus was doing through his people. So I uh, went off to college in Dallas to become a minister. Uh, and again, if you would ask me many, many years ago, I, I never thought I'd be a senior pastor. I, I joked about becoming a senior pastor when I would retire. Um, so I did youth ministry for 16 years, and then we had a transition in our church. And uh, I, I got to dabble in some of do more of the leadership uh, in my role. And after that year, I was asked, and I, I just really felt God calling me to become a senior pastor. It's It's been a wild ride, but I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, in just the last few years, we've, we've brought on a new vision for our church that I, I, I could not be more excited about. What we're really trying to do is embrace those who've given up on church, uh, specifically so they can discover Jesus Christ. And what I noticed in my first few years of doing uh, senior ministry is whenever I would meet someone, uh, I, would, I would hear the same resounding uh, testimony that we used to go to church then blank, whatever that blank is. And it was just uh, sad because it was God's church being hurtful to people. And so what we want to do at Reclamation is really find a way to uh, present church uh, in a new light to people who need to discover who his son is. And, you know, we, we refuse to water down the gospel. Uh, we do not want to become seeker friendly. We, we really want to become user friendly is kind of the, the tagline we've been using. Um, so we are just a few years into our vision and God's done a lot of great things. He's built an incredible staff around us and, uh, we are excited about our leadership and the unity and what God's doing. Uh, for me personally, um, my wife and I, uh, we have two kids. We, we've got a senior who's in high school. We've got a daughter who will be in high school next year. Um, you know, we, we recognize we're just uh, maybe four or five years out from being probably empty nesters. And so we took on a brand new adventure. We bought a few acres out in St. Paul, which is a, a small community close to Wiley. And we are in the process of redoing a house. And so 
we're kind of uh, wanting to build, uh, I hate to use the word forever home because we realize we're going to live eternity, but um, we're just kind of trying to create a home that's uh, uh, just going to be good for us uh, for the rest of our lives. So, you know, it's, it's a busy time for us. Uh, we, we've got a lot going on, um, but, you know, we're excited about what God's doing. Well, that sounds incredible, Tom. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, just to get right into it, um, in your in your message, uh, what I found that I really enjoyed about it was how you discuss David, um, how you discuss the Israelites' characteristics, how you discussed Saul's characteristics, and also how you um, talked about the different reactions that they had uh, throughout the entire story in First Samuel chapter seventeen. In your message, you you talked about the Israelites being frozen with fear by Goliath. Then you told us a story uh, about an encounter you had with a diamondback. I find myself in the shoes of the Israelites today, or even every time I hear something new about the coronavirus, honestly. So I guess my first question is, does it make us less of a believer to have those moments where we freeze after we see our giant? Oh, man. You know, I think that's a great question, you know, to... to kind of revisit where I was as a kid, you know, I shared in the, in the sermon that, uh, you know, when I was, oh goodness, maybe 10 years old, my family and I, we were camping in the deserts of Arizona and, uh, my dad who, uh, you know, more of a Western country guy, he's, he's passed, uh, since then, but mm. he is someone who always had a, a, a pistol strapped to his hip <laughs> in a holster when we went camping. And so, when uh, he walked around a bush, it was kind of a miracle. He didn't get struck by this rattlesnake. Wow. And uh, he's a bit of a hard hearing, or he was. <laughs> and when I saw that rattlesnake, I just froze solid. And I could see his tongue moving. I could see his rattle going off. I could hear the rattle. But my dad couldn't. And so he kept telling me to come. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, and, and it took me, <laughs> gosh, it, it seems like eternity. But it took, probably took me 30 seconds just to respond to my dad. <laughs> and so... When he finally realized there was a snake there, of course, he, he took care of it and, and made sure I was safe. But I think it is a great question to ask, you know, does it make us less of a believer in, in these moments where we are fearful? And, you know, I one of the truths of the gospel and what we see throughout Scripture is the fact that, you know, they're real people. And these real people, they dealt with real fears. And in fact, if if that was the uh, the cutoff, not having fears, you could go ahead and remove all of the apostles and the disciples oh, because yeah. there's Definitely. just fear all over those pages. In fact, right now, one of the things that we're doing as a church is we're doing these live prayer times at, at 1.09 p.m. every day. And that's specifically based on Joshua 1.9. And if you think about it, we've got to use, you know, our, our mind, the way God created us, and just common sense language. God gives this promise to Joshua in Joshua 1.9, and here's what he says. He says, I've commanded you to be strong and brave. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. I am the Lord your God, and I will be there to help you. Here's what he says, wherever you go. And I, I think it's really important to understand God wouldn't have given that, that reassurance to Joshua if Joshua didn't need it. I think Joshua was scared out of his mind. Um, he's, he's filling the shoes of Moses who had just passed, and now he's in charge of this nation of thousands and thousands of people, and, and he's tasked with being the one person to lead them into the promised land. And so he had big shoes to fill. There was unknown territory. There was fear everywhere. 
And God said, I've got this, you know. And so I think it's important to understand that fear is by no means uh, the deciding factor whether you're a believer or not. But what we can learn through Scripture is what people would do is they would overcome that fear the more and more they were drawn close to God. In fact, we, we just preached on David and Goliath on Sunday. And the way I close that that service is just the the advice and, and the um the experience we can take away from David is that in those moments where we have a giant towering over us, his eyes were not on the giant. I mean, he was focusing on his God because he knew his God was the one who was going to get him through that fear. And so even now with this COVID-19, we need to be focusing on God and what God can do and what God will do. And, uh, just understand that he's with us wherever we go. So it's not that we shouldn't be listening to newscasts and what's going on. I mean, let's let's be smart. Yeah, yeah. But if there was ever a time to spend more time in the Word of God and letting Him renew us and refresh us and strengthen our faith every single day, we need to make a point to be spending more time uh, just soaking in God's truth and wisdom than we are on social media and newscast and reading tweets because that that can become overwhelming. And you know, I think if David had to sit there for for days and weeks, sheltered in place, focusing on this giant, I think we may have seen a different ending to that story. And so, what we can learn from David is just keep your attention and focus on God, and let Him rebuild you and renew you and refresh you every single day. Yeah, that's a a really good point. I I think my misconception of the story of David and Goliath and what I've been told growing up has always been like, if you are afraid, it's because you don't believe enough. And that makes you a bad Christian because you're afraid. And uh, what I love about what you just said is it's okay to be afraid. Like that doesn't determine who you are as a believer or where you are in your relationship with God, if anything, it just makes you more human. Um, and, and that you're a hundred percent right when you talk about how all the uh, disciples and the apostles, they all experienced fear at one point in their lives, especially when they were walking with God. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I 100% agree with that. There are moments where we are going to find ourselves as believers questioning God in these moments Um, and there are going to be moments as we continue to walk with God where we're going to be afraid Um, but the purpose and what God is calling us to do in those moments is to draw close to him so Tom how important do you feel it is to remember those giants you've slain in the past and when when you're facing a giant today you know, I'm so glad you asked that because we referenced this in our sermon Sunday, and I think it's so important that in times like this especially, we remember our God stories. And if you haven't started just writing down a list of the goodness and what God has done for you over the years, uh, maybe for some of you it's over weeks or over days, but start compiling this this brag list, if you will, of just the goodness of God and things he's brought you through. And maybe it's prayers that have been answered, or maybe it was prayers that he didn't answer. And after you've seen it over a time, you realize that really was the better answer. And so what we can do is as we've gone through these times, we can go back and look at those prayers and those praises and those bragging on God moments and just say, man, if God got me through that, I have no doubt God can get me through this. Mm, That 
is such a great example of what we can do to to actually get to see the things that God is doing in the background. I love that. I myself um, actually have a journal that I put prayer requests in. I put um, just things that are going on in my life. I'm not really a great writer, um, and so I um, will just put like a couple of things in there. Uh, but but when I was switching rooms, I remember this specifically, and, and this ties into to what you're talking about and writing down and remembering the giants that you've slain in the past. I uh, was switching rooms because I was moving upstairs in uh, my parents' house, and I actually found a journal that I had in uh, 2018, and it was crazy. Um, there was just so much going on in that time of my life. I was battling anxiety, I was battling depression. Um, that's when I was uh, diagnosed with those things. And while I still continue to battle those giants every day, it's nice to go back and read about the victories that I won over it in the weeks that I had, like those good weeks that I had. And so I really, really am an advocate uh, practically for journaling those moments where God not only answers your prayers and blesses you, but also presents a challenge and a giant for you to slay because you can't become a giant slayer until you face your giants. Even uh, at Reclamation Church, and for those who've been around for a while, they're, they're going to remember this. You know, it wasn't too long ago uh, that our church went through, unfortunately, a, a split. And, you know, it's not one of our proudest moments in our history, but what we do know is God used uh, so many things out of that split to birth us into who we are now and to uniquely position us to embrace those who've given up on church. And as so uh, as one day I'm sitting in this church and literally it's like things are just falling apart and we're wondering, you know, how we're going to keep the doors open and we're asking God uh, to send us people. Um, I'll never forget that I'm, I'm preaching on the stage one day and I look out and I begin to see uh, people throughout the weeks that I don't recognize but people that I would actually come to fruition to be incredible leaders in our church. And just one example of that is one of our current elders, Dave Hicks. Uh, Dave is an incredible steward. He's an incredible servant of God. He's incredibly intelligent and gifted. And when I first met Dave, uh, he was at our church. Him and his wife, Melinda, were just visiting. And so I asked if we could potentially have lunch together. So that next week, him and I are sitting in a little Italian restaurant close to the church, and I, I just kind of asked the same question I ask a lot of people, is that just tell me your story. I'd love to hear more about you and what God's doing in your life. And and Dave just kind of just, just got right to the point, and he said, Tom, you know, uh, my wife and I, we just moved to the Plano area, and uh, we specifically are looking for a church that's close to our house because we want to be very involved in the church that he leads us to. And, and then he makes this statement, and here's what he said. He said, I know uh, I'm about to retire, and I know I'm in the final season of my life, and all I want to do is make disciples until the day I die. Wow. And man, I just at that moment looked up to heaven and said, thank you, Jesus, because we need more people like this. <laughs> uh, Dave would go on to be an, one of our elders, and he's currently serving as an elder. 
And, and just like that, one by one, God began to just bring in these different individuals to uh, really orchestrate and for him to work through to heal this church and position us to do some great things for the kingdom of God. And, you know, when I think back to then, when we had these meetings of literally, you know, we, we've got 21 days of money left before we got to close the doors on this church. What we did is we just prayed like crazy. We, we focused on who God was. Uh, we did not live by fear. In fact, we, we lived the opposite. It was more kind of a, we're going to bet the farm on what God's doing here. Wow. Um, and God has been incredibly faithful and incredibly um, creative with the way that he has provided and given to this church. And so when I remember those moments, I look back to what God's doing now, and I'm like, man, God did it then. God will do it again. Um, you know, we we are not the deciding factor in God's goodness and what he does in his story. We just get to play a, a small part of that. And so we just got to remember that, uh, you know, this is not our story. It's his story, and he's got this, and he will do whatever he wants to do. Wow, that was such a beautiful example of what it looks like to look back at past victories and use those lessons that we learn from those past victories as we face our giants today. Wow, Tom, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was incredible, getting an insight to just kind of the Reclamation Church um, story. The, the story of adversity, the story of a giant that seemed like it was going to bring everything down and how God intentionally places important people, special people into those storms with us that ultimately help change and become a catalyst for change as well. That was so, so beautiful. Thank you, Tom. So. Tom, um, I, I noticed that there were a, a couple of um, themes in, in the reclamation story, it, it seemed like. It, it seemed like the, it, it was hope, faith, and, and courage were, were, were vital in, in approaching uh, the giant that Reclamation Church faced in the very beginning. Um, so, so um would you say that hope, faith, and, and and courage are vital when approaching your giant? You know, I think that list of three, hope, faith, and courage, are absolutely essential when it comes to facing this giant that overcomes you. You know, uh, hope in a brighter future, Jeremiah 29, 11, is such a great verse in times like this. And what it says is, God says, I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success, not of suffering. And, you know, for any Christ follower in times like this, let's just step back and, and, and talk about the obvious that we are God's kids mm -hmm. and he loves us and he adores us and he wants the best for us. You know, yeah. uh, this week, uh, for those who, who watched 109, uh, our prayer time on Tuesday, uh, I, I blessed my daughter with the chickens, which sounds silly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I bought her chickens because here I have this little girl who, well, little, I mean, she's, she's almost, you know, she's a teenager now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she wanted some chickens to kind of occupy her time to focus off the, all the scary stuff. 
And I'm thinking, man, you know what? I, I want the best for my daughter. And so it was well worth the $3 per chicken to mm. to just help her focus on something different and give her a bright future. And just, you know, the great thing is, is we, we serve a, a Heavenly Father who has unlimited resources mm. and he wants the best for his kids. So I do think that hope is absolutely so important. Uh, faith is a big one, you know, and uh, one of the stories I'm reminded of is back in Exodus 14, where you have the Israelites that they don't know it yet, but they're about to cross the Red Sea. And so Moses, he answers uh, all of these Israelites who are complaining and they're whining and they know the Egyptians are coming to literally kill them and their families. And what they're saying is, you know, why did you just leave us in Egypt and leave us to die there? And they're, they're, they're seriously doubting and they're scared to death. And in Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14, here's what Moses says. He answered them. It says, don't be afraid, be brave, and you will see the Lord save you today. And then verse 14 is so great. He says, the Lord will fight for you and you don't have to do a thing. Mm. Let's not forget, again, in this circumstance, we're not the missing key ingredient for God to be successful here. He doesn't need us. Yeah. He will overcome this battle, and he will take care of his own. And then finally, when it comes to courage, you know, I'm reminded of Luke chapter 9, verse 23. What Jesus says to his followers is a really strong statement, and he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And essentially what he's saying there is, is go to death every single day. They would have known exactly what that means, uh, crucifixion. Uh, you know, speaking to us in today's terms, you know, it's not that God's calling us to physically die every day. I think we're laying down our priorities. We're laying down uh, our comfort zones. We're laying down really even our suggestions because he's the one in control. We're, we're giving him all the rights. He is in control of our lives. And Jesus says very clearly that in this world, you will have trouble. Um, so it's important that we have courage, but we should be surprised by things like this when storms hit and when seasons of drought and when unfortunately, you know, plagues hit the earth. Um, you know, this is nothing new. In fact, I'm amazed how many people have asked me. Uh, I had a woman at Lowe's the other day at a cash register. Um, she asked me, you know, is this the end of the world? And I, I just reassured her and I said, you know, we realize we don't know when, when, when Jesus is coming back. But what we should take comfort in is this, this is not new. This has happened before. Um, and this too will pass. And yes, there is trouble in this world, but we serve a God who overcomes all troubles. And so we should find comfort in just the fact that he walks with us every single day, regardless of where we go. Um, we're not on that road alone, and he has the ability and the know-how and the desire to fight the battle on our behalf. And he has such a great future set aside uh, for anyone who calls him their Lord and Savior. Wow. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for taking time out of uh, your busy, busy schedule with the remodel of your house and having both kids at home, uh, going to school and hanging out. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much again for uh, spending time with us and talking to us about what we can do practically 
um, when fear towers over us. Oh, man, thank you so much, too, John. Uh, man, thank you for all that God's doing through you at Reclamation Church and for uh, getting us going on podcasts. And I'm so excited to see what God does uh, through this ministry and specifically through you. One of the practical things that we took away from today was the importance of keeping a journal. Uh, now, this this journal doesn't have to be a daily journal. Uh, I highly recommend a weekly journal because that's what worked best for me. Um, this is just a avenue for us to write down what is going on in our life, the things we're praying about, and also the things we're maybe worried about that are up and coming in our future. Um, it's important to look back at our victories. It's important to look back at our struggles. It's important to learn from those things, and a journal helps us in that matter makes it easier looking back and seeing all the things God has done and will continue to do in your life. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our discussion episode today. If you'd like more information on Reclamation Church, please visit our website at re.church. Follow us to stay up to date on all of our podcasts, uh, which are going to be showed on Monday and Thursdays. If you would like to listen to the sermon that Tom and I were discussing, it is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the title of the sermon is When Fear Towers Over You. Thank you again so much for joining me today. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on Monday.